Outdoors FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Reality Check. What will it take to wake up America? This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Friday, December 29th in the year 2023. We're in quite a crisis right now. And the crisis isn't as much of what we face as the apathy which has settled into the American public. An ability to withstand nearly anything and to continue to go on as though life is normal and accept every egregious act as if it's just another part of a changing world. The real question is, what is it going to take to wake up America? We're going to explore all of that tonight. And before we get going, one thing we absolutely have to be clear on is we are being led by a bunch of psychopath pedophile elites that will do anything to protect themselves from being exposed. And part of that is crazy, crazy notions of how to keep the public totally at odds, hopefully at war and submissive to their needs and to their will. One of the ways they can do that is an EMP. And you need to be prepared. They have been discussing, the Pentagon, in fact, has been allocating funds now to get approval for use of EMPs against drone swarms. This is just one step further, and you will declare some use of an EMP accidentally or in protection of drone swarms to wipe out people's ability to function. And an EMP can wipe out all your electronics and leave you literally stranded in this day and age since we have become so dependent upon those sort of electronics. That's why you need EMP shield. Head on over to EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. You'll find a device for just about every aspect of your life and your home. They have them, these devices for the home, for the ATVs, for your cars. They have them for your RVs. They have them for your solar systems. They have them for your standalone generators. They have them for your ham radio stations. They're necessary, and they're a great investment. If you use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, you'll get $50 off and free shipping. On the site, you're going to find an amazing resource library of all their certifications, which include the best labs for this sort of thing that are used by DHS and DOD, as well as a fantastic installation library to make it very easy to install. I have them on our vehicles. I have them on the house. They're worth every penny you have, and they really are a great investment towards the potential threat. And this also includes threats from lightning strikes and solar flares. So, again, EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. For $50 off and free shipping, take a look at it, and you'll be really satisfied you did. Let's begin with an article that came out today in Zero Hedge. And the title of the article is, We Have Reached a Breaking Point. And it begins, if you don't have a border, you don't have a country. It certainly wouldn't be a surprise to hear me say that our immigration crisis has brought us to a breaking point. But those aren't my words, the author says. This author was This article was written by Michael Snyder. And it came in from mostimportantnews.com. It goes on to say, as you will see below, the mayor of New York City is actually saying this. During a Biden administration, the floodgates have opened and vast hordes of illegal immigrants are pouring into our country every single day. New York City, Chicago, and other major urban areas simply do not have enough resources to take care 
of the illegal immigrants that have already arrived, but more just keep coming. This is what we call open borders. Continuing on, the tsunami of humanity is that is coming over the borders has become so extreme that even CNN is reporting on it now. This is from CNN. Brian Silvis, three dogs were usually the first to alert him that large groups of people were walking onto his San Diego County property. He'd wake up at all hours to whiskey soldiers and freedom barking in, in freedoms for his dogs, whiskey soldier and freedom barking incessantly. Today, the trio keeps quiet most of the night. While the crowds of migrants have not stopped passing through, it's become so common that the dogs now sleep through it. That's incredible. So the dogs have become accustomed to the migrant flow to such a degree that they literally no longer are even protecting his property. Now, this is a really important understanding because we have developed such a mass amount of migration from our from where we are in this nation that literally caravans now are being escorted across Mexico to come into this country. And Mexico is providing security. At this moment, a giant caravan of asylum seekers that has started in southern Mexico is making headlines all over the globe. And Mexican authorities are actually escorting the groups and providing crowd control. Mexican authorities stood down any efforts to contain the new migrant caravan that embarked this week from the southern part of Mexico. Authorities are currently escorting the groups and providing crowd control, calling themselves the Poverty Exodus, Exo de la um, Pobreza. The caravan, which is made up of more than 6,000 migrants, left the city of Tapachula and uh, Chiapas on Christmas Eve. The caravan is making its way north. In various parts of the journey, the migrants waved a banner with the caravan's name and carried a white cross. Members of the group made public claims that their goal was to reach the United States for economic reasons, which we know is a lie. All of this is about the offerings that have been done by the NGOs. And we've looked at this a couple of times this, this last week. But one of the major crises, obviously, we have is the surge of migrants. But it's going to get very, very dark, much darker and very much worse for us coming up in 2024 and 2025. And this is something everybody has to start facing the reality on. You're not going to be able to sidestep what's coming. There is going to be an, a massive amount of upheaval in this nation. And ultimately, it's going to come down to some very, very important principles of what, how the, whether we survive or not. In an article, again, in the, showed up in Zero Hedge, this one authored by James Howard Kussler uh, via Kussler.com. This is Kunstler, K-U-N-S-T-L-E-R.com. This was the headline and is so on point. 2024, good times, weak men, and the secret sauce of globalist wickedness. Here's the deal. We as a nation have become completely inert to any of the challenges that are happening around us. People have become accustomed to change and the most despicable levels of change, and it has become normalized. In this morning's show on Bended Knee, we explored the idea of shepherding, the idea of what it is to shepherd a herd and what you will do to protect your cattle or protect your herd or your flock. We don't have that mentality anymore in men. Men have become completely neutered in our nation. They are weak. They have become accepting of, the, of this new world that we are in. It's as though clinging onto their guns is more important than anything. And that's a, a, a devastating idea because they're not about action. They're about possessing and somehow hoarding the guns is like holding a teddy bear. We have lost the in, impetus to, to step in and to protect and defend, in particular the children. We spend hours debating a, a council of people that are literally groomers and pedophiles that now sit on your school boards 
and we sit there with sheriffs protecting them while we call out the the egregious things of putting pornography into schools while the children are literally being hunted by these pedophiles, groomed and destroyed by the exposure of pedophilia material and grooming material, which is pornography, in the schools. I, I just There was a comment that came out this morning. I, I spoke it, and I was, it really shook me even when I said it. And I just want to put this in framing of where we are. And I want you to imagine being a child. I want you to imagine being a, a child in a place where you're, you rely on your parents. You're a young child, two, three, or, or in, like first, second grade, maybe you're in kindergarten. When something goes wrong, you run to your parents. And children have an innate understanding of what's right and wrong. Now I want you to imagine being in a school, and I want you to imagine a teacher starting to work his, their grooming magic, starting to introduce pornography. And I want you to imagine that child now turning to look for their parent to help them. And guess what? There's no parent there. There's no parent involved in it at all. The child is trapped within a prison, within a, in a place where literally they are being, it's a grooming hell. And that place right there, that child has no escape. And I will tell you why this is done this way. And parents, I hope you're listening if your children are in public school. Because the psychology of this is an MK Ultra technique. The reason they do this is it causes trauma in the child. And the child then severs its natural bond to its parents and turns to another person to protect them. And who will that be? That will be the teacher. And that is exactly how the teacher intercedes and is able to now work with the child to start telling the child, you can do things, don't tell your parents. They give them hormone transition therapy and they can begin this at school and the parents don't even know. And it's all falling on the responsibility of parents that are casting their kids into these groomer hells that we call public schools. It is designed by, by, by design, this is all done to destroy children. This war that we are facing is unprecedented. And it is all about destroying every aspect of Western society. Let me read the beginning of this article by, uh, it comes in as the, the, good, the good times, weak men, the secret sauce of global wickedness. And it starts in historians of the future, flash frying picari testicles, which is a pig pest testicle, and mesquite pods over the campfires will wonder at how the archetypical shining city on the hill, America, storied yesteryear, got transformed into a roach motel that our country has become on the threshold of 2024. Will they be as stupidly bewildered as in our time the faculty at Harvard the editors at the New York Times, or the directorate at the CDC, or will they figure out the score by them, by then? Which is, the nauseating state of the nation is being driven by a cohort of our own fellow citizens, lost in the evil crypto-religious salvation rapture that veils their own self-disgust, moral favor, fav, failure, peevish discontents, petty hatreds, willful profanations, Compulsive lying, sexual depravity, fraudulence, venality, cupidity, and around an all-around want of boundaries. They are wrecking the country on purpose, led by their chosen figurehead avatar, Joe Biden, and the horses of the many different colors he rode, on, rode in on. The people running things, yanking the levers of power, managing the malign weapon they have made of the government and the law and the schooling and medicine, etc., have got to be turned out and hard. Not a few should find themselves in the courts and the proper and fair adjudication be conducted into prison, perhaps even to the special room there where they or their lives of the wicked are ceremonially concluded, meaning the death chamber. 
you may legitimately ask, does America deserve what it is getting? Well, you know the old maxim about hard times make strong men. Strong men bring hard times, and good times make weak men. Our national quandary is certainly a case of that, plus the manifestation of well-known terrestrial cycles, fourth turnings, plus the workings of emergence of the dynamics involved in, the, in this sort of them, that sort themselves out, topped off by the secret sauce of globalist wickedness with the aim of severe population reduction and the asset-stripping Western civilization for the benefit of that money-grubbing globalist transhuman technocrat rat pack housed right at Silicon Valley. My natural inclination, you know, is, is a kind of allergy to paranoid schemes, but one does survey the scene with wonder at how superbly coordinated this mess has been. Much of the world locking down simultaneously for COVID-19 op, the global mass vax campaign, the fiscal lunacy and accompanying central bank shenanigans, the broad-based censorship operations, the capture of the new media, and the warmongering. This is where we are. And that sums it up brilliantly. We are in a place right now where we literally have a country that has been taken over by crazies. And we've sat by as a population. We have the numbers. We exceed the numbers. Trump base alone is 80 million people. And the, the apathy to this is unbelievable. And the main reason that this has happened, unfortunately, and I'm going to own part of this because at the beginning I was behind this, one of the main reasons that we created apathy within the American public is because of the Q PSYOP. And the Q PSYOP went right at getting people to believe in something big was coming. And when in 2020, when we should have had guns on the streets and taking this nation back, people were waiting for a miracle to happen. And I will totally own the fact that I got sucked into part of that. And so did every other influencer. It is one of the worst things that ever happened. So we have literally have to now reclaim ourselves and start getting ourselves back on our feet. This was warned to us, actually. We knew what was coming back in 1965. I want you to hear this. This is Paul Harvey. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. 
until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. Paul Harvey. Unbelievable. And the whole thing about this is this was actually stated in 1965. It was a template for which we're living today, and every detail about that has actually happened. And the question is, how did it happen? How did we create such apathy in this nation? that we have become a nation where we literally do not care anymore. We literally obsess with our own self so deeply and the concerns of the things of our own lives that we cannot realize what is happening to the whole, and we're losing everything in the process. Brad Miller, former battalion commander for 101st Airborne. He was at Bard's Fest, a great man. He wrote this yesterday. There are a lot of men across this nation that are asleep while their country hangs in the balance. If America falls whether in whole or in part, and I'm not saying she will, but if she does, it will be because a majority of her sons were either nowhere to be found or were on the wrong damn side where she needed them most. If she is saved, it will be because we, the happy few, didn't know, didn't allow her to fall. The men now asleep will one day curse their own cowardice when they realize they faltered while their country stood in peril. Great words. Great words. So we go back and we look at some of the things that we can expect in this coming year. And it's going to be devastating and it's going to be challenging because we are looking at a a rise in a massive amount of violence across this nation because the infrastructure is beginning to collapse. We've talked so much about this. You're looking at economic hardships as the dollar begins to continues to decline. We are not dealing with a dollar with any substance value other than a Ponzi scheme of paper currency. We have in whole issues of, of what we're looking at is this fake presidential election that's coming. And this presidential election is going to be constantly designed to pit people off against each other. You're going to have a, some sort of outcome that's going to be a techno elite outcome or it's going to be some sort of Ponzi scheme driven by Wall Street. All these leadership things are going to be driven by some form of an infrastructure that does not want to let our vote actually count. We're going to see the rise of artificial intelligence and the use to try to persuade people 
and determine and tell people and convince people what's the, what's best for the betterment of the whole, determined by a small group of elites that basically run about out of our intelligence circles. And you're going to see this rising global disorder that's all targeted towards destabilizing and ruining America at its very core. The real question we have over and over and over is what is it that we're going to be able to do about it as this continues to plummet into the, into the end? Remember, in what's coming across our border right now is no joke. The first wave were families, and they've gone, that's part of their replacement strategy. None of them had to take the vax. They're being settled in well. They're being given everything they need, housing, food, money, transportation vouchers, food vouchers, everything they need. They're being moved around. And don't kid yourself. Every one of those people is being moved around on the funding of taxpayer dollars. Contractors are being paid $5,000 a head on average to move these people. This is big money. This is big money. And the thing is, for those of you that are looking at Trump to be the saving grace of all this, understand that the strategies for Trump to return are already being placed on a money ticket of taking these illegals out. Now, hear what I'm saying. Contractors, the same contractors who are moving these illegals in at $5,000 a head are already signing the contracts to remove them from the United States at $5,000 a head or more. This is the game. It's all the big Ponzi scheme to, to put money in their pockets, to feed the military-industrial complex in its own way because they no longer have foreign wars. And with this, there is the new influx of the fighting-age male. And with this, you're going to see some really devastating things. Here's another part of this article here, and it's, it's the prediction for 2024. Things are going to blow up around the United States. Infrastructure, power plants, transport hubs, public pl places, bridges, monuments, you name it. If you can sneak people and fentanyl across the border, you can sneak, sneak Semtex and C4 plastic explosives over, and the electronics are easy to get in country. Absolute truth, by the way. I wouldn't rule out fissionable materials, the author continues, either and stuff that can be used in dirty bombs. A conventional explosive that disperses dangerous radioactive material when it blows. I'd also expect groups of trained migrant men with rifles, grenades, and, and so on to be shooting up places where people gather, like malls and like convenient places like parks. We underappreciate the amount of mayhem you can kick off with small arms. If the Joe Biden regime just stands by on, on that and does nothing, you will be surprised to hear that American citizens being forming militias to shoot back, maybe even start to hunt down and round up illegal immigrants. No, you won't be, because that's exactly going to be the response. And that's part of the game that they're playing right now. They want to pit off Americans against Americans. But the problem is, what is it really going to take to wake up America? There's a great article post in X today by Genghis Khan, and it's titled Reality Check. And I want you to hear this. We're going to read through this, because this is the disturbing reality of the core of where we currently sit in America at this current cusp. It says, there are only two things that will unite Americans and cause them to rise up and overthrow the tyrannical government that rules them. One, if the government starts openly murdering innocent people in the streets in mass numbers. And two, the government tries to disarm its citizens. That's it. Only those two things. And it goes on. What that means is Americans will allow any type of abhorrent behavior to be done to them with zero opposition as long as those two things are avoided. The government worked this out long, long ago. This is why they secretly support the groups who tell Americans constantly, not, not, no matter how bad it gets, all along we have our guns and it's okay. Guns are America's secret blanket. 
security blanket. I'd add teddy bears sometimes. Americans are the beaten toddler in a nasty diaper being abused and neglected, but as, a long, as long as they have their big bird blankie to snuggle up to, they don't care. You can burn them out like a Maui, and they don't, they don't do anything. You can lock them down and make them watch their grandparents die alone in a nursing home, and they don't do anything. You can brainwash their kids to think they are op- an opposite sex and mutilate their bodies trying, trying and bodies, and they'll go along with it. You can destroy their jobs and economy, and they'll do nothing. You can put criminals and pedophiles in charge of their country, and they'll do nothing. You can destroy their proud military with propaganda and replace their leaders with dudes in dresses and force their military to take a death shot, which is openly murder, and they'll do nothing. You can force them to inject themselves with untested poisons, vaccines, and they don't do it, and they'll do it regardless of side effects. This is so unbelievable. You can let them die from cancer and other illnesses while you keep the cure of a secret to enrich pharmaceutical companies. You can tax them into early grave and send their money to other countries who have infiltrated the government and they won't care. You can sigh up them to join the military, fight wars based on lies that will get them killed and mutilated. You can fill their country with illegal immigrants so the welfare system they pay to assist them becomes overwhelmed and and combat veterans end up living under bridges homeless and they'll and yet they'll just do nothing you can even openly support ethnic cleansing and genocide in gaza and they'll cheer it on regardless of the long-term consequences that will happen with the rest of the world despite the fact that we are actively involved in a crime against humanity you can rig the elections over and over and over right in front of them and even if it's proven by audits that you did it they they do nothing and they don't care as long as they keep looking at CNN and, t- and CNN keeps telling you it's okay. That's enough for them. They, they deny it and they will do and they won't do anything. This article continues. They know you're lying, but they just don't care enough to do anything about it because you did not break the first two rules. You didn't take their guns and you didn't openly kill people as the government in the streets. They are sheep that think they, will, they need to do to wake up. In fact, that they are sheep, then everything will magically get better. That's why they keep saying do nothing and just keep waking people up. They are too scared to do anything and hope they'll eventually wake up someone who will. They refuse to accept that for America to change, they need to get, get out of their pajamas, walk outside armed, and become wolves. Americans will let you abuse and even kill them, mutilate their children, abort their babies at full term for parts. Americans don't even care if it's not convincing. Even a token effort is enough for them. As long as they get to keep their blankies, they are happy. They are, there are many Americans fired up and ready to act, but the critical mass of people needed to actually take action is not there. It's not about being awake. We've got, them, we've got the numbers. It's about being brave enough to do more than just talk. You know I'm right, America. The Second Amendment does not specify the military rescues the people. It specifies that the people rescue themselves. I know it's scary. I'm an infantry veteran, but it has to be done. It's time. And it is time. And that's the question we have to ask ourselves is what is it worth? Because we are literally losing everything right now and things are getting worse and they're not going to get better and no one's coming to our aid and no one's going to help us. Now, this same, this same, po- this same uh, 
account owner, Genghis Khan, wrote this post, which I found very encouraging, but I won't, we'll get into this in a second, which is about the change in tide in America. And there is one. But it's not from the many, it's from the few. And we literally need to be able to look back and understand that this country, when we talk about three percenters, was one from the British by the three percent. The three percent of people that had the courage to stand up and do something. Because the rest of the country is literally at this point in time still asleep. And they, will, they are more than asleep. They're willing to accept anything to not have to do anything. They've lost that spine. They've lost that factor of courage. They've lost that moral foundation that wants to say, I will stand up and do the right thing. Now, referencing again this morning, which I think is very critical, we have to understand the difference between stewardship and shepherds. David was a shepherd not a steward. A steward manages things, keeps things safe, keeps things within a, a framework of, of comfort. A steward mows the lawn. Um, a steward repairs the, the siding on the house. Or a steward makes sure that the property is good. And if there's someone who breaks in and breaks the window and steals things, the steward's going to come back and make sure that everything is repaired and done nicely. We've got a whole bunch of stewards in this nation, and men have become massively infected with stewardship in our, in our mentality. What we don't have are shepherds. Here's a shepherd. A shepherd gets up after midnight and goes hunts. A shepherd looks for his flock or his herd, and he says, there's a coyote or there's a wolf. I'm going to set the traps. I'm going to hunt it. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to skin it and gut it and hang it on my fence so the other coyotes smell it and know that this is a place you do not come. The shepherd will confront the mountain lion, will confront the bear. They will do anything to protect that flock. When the one is gone, they will set the 99 aside and they will go search for the one and they will find the one and they will bring it home. The shepherd goes armed and the shepherd never puts any discussion between the safety of the herd and the elimination of the threat. So the question that I asked this morning that I bring in tonight, because it's one of these core issues of a reality check is what's happened to our shepherds? Because apparently we're more interested in protecting our herds, our flocks, our animals, than we are in protecting our children. Because our children have been slaughtered in public right now. And there can be no question about that. And just like the coyote that nips at the back of the leg and cuts the tendon and lets the animal fall and then slowly kills the animal as the animal bellows and can't move. This is exactly what the predators are doing to the children in school as they infect them with pornography and all this other sick garbage is going on. And we as a nation sit by and do nothing. Any nation that cannot value its children is destined for, for doom. It will not survive. And yet here we are. And we're wondering, what's going to happen? Well, what's going to happen? 2024 is going to be a rough year. There's no question about it. And I think we can expect to see some very difficult and very challenging times ahead of us. We are going to be looking at an election that's going to be tumultuous. We are going to be looking at the Uniparty driving as much uprising as possible across this nation. You're going to see the illegal alien occupiers and the cells that are throughout the country move into a concept of trying to incite a civil war. You're going to see a president, and it, there, there's predictions now that Trump will win. I don't know the pathway to that, but they're saying that the reaction to, to his a removal of the ballot is going to lead to his victory. That's possible. But you're going to see some form of martial law as these, as these things explode. 
And the difficulty of this is that all the laws are being put in place right now where we're seeing a convergence of hate crime and domestic terrorism. And you're starting to see this idea that they can go after anyone. And you don't know where the limits are anymore because it's all about attacking their enemies. So whoever's in power is going to go after its opposition. If Trump's in power, remember, he is a president that believes in vengeance, and that should bother you because that means he will go after his political enemies. And if Biden and that clan is in power, then they're going to go after their political enemies. That's how this game is played. That's where we are right now. We're not looking at balance and moral basis of anything. We're looking at an extremist perspective of tyrannies after tyranny. It's two tyrannies that we're looking at right now of the elite caliber, the billionaire elite. They're all trying to figure out how they're going to get power over the people. You're going to see a tremendous amount of chaos in our cities. In fact, it's going to be straight up anarchy in every blue state and blue city in this nation. And this is going to be violence beyond violence. If you're in a blue city, get out. That's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to see the mayhem rise to a scale you've never imagined. Violence, rape, murder. You're going to see pillaging. You're going to see open assaults on homes. And there's nothing, no one's going to protect you except yourself. Because right now, the read on this whole public, the read by the enemy is America is weak and there's no more wolves. There's just a bunch of weak sheep sitting there waiting for someone to come save them. This nation can turn on a dime if the men will wake up. But it's going to take that sort of ferocity. It's going to take that mentality of being a hunter to being a shepherd to turn the tide. And you have to start asking yourself, what is it that you value? We can expect to see directed energy attacks like we've already seen. We'll see things related to 5G and geospatial controls across the country to increase and targeted attacks. We're going to see a lot of mayhem. Remember, what they did in Lahaina is just a test run to what they're going to try to do in other cities because they believe they can get away with it. And their all idea here is to ensue mayhem and fear so that the American public will break and give in. And I hate to tell you this, but the truth is that there's a whole bunch of this liberal and young generation that will give in because they don't understand what they're fighting for and they don't understand what they're about to lose. And unfortunately, that comes from a system that's massively corrupted and a system that we haven't done a good job in pushing into their lives to make them understand what they have. This is the reality of the next couple of years. And it's a doom and gloom type of look, but it's more about this really is its reality. It's a reality check that you have to be prepared for. Cities are going to become the worst place to be. And it will continue to grow in a, in a way until finally either America wakes up or America collapses. Fortunately, there's enough people out here that are truly hard in this position of saying they will do anything to protect this nation that I think will stay some of the tide, but it's going to take a lot of effort. So let's look back at this other article. And this is from the same poster, Genghis Khan. And he writes, the rebirth of the Patriot. And this is really where our hope lies as we go forward. He says, I'm proud now. I'm as proud now as I have ever been. I'm seeing something that even as an ex-Australian infantryman, I find inspirational. Americans are getting angry. For, finally, I'll tell you that. The multiple psyops they've had, to, have had played on them over, the, over six years are losing their effectiveness, and like a grizzly waking up from hibernation, the American patriot is shaking off the haze of the long sleep and flexing his muscles in preparation for battle. He's had enough. The founding fathers looking down on America knew that it would take 
a lot of force for their, for their descendants to arm and rebel, but the time has arrived. As a man from Australia married to a Texan with four kids born here, seven and under, I've got as much to fight for as anyone in this country. I lived 44 years in Australia and had guns before they had to be handed in. I was the generation that was disarmed. Not even professional infantrymen like me got to keep our guns. You either surrendered them or went to jail. No exceptions. The guns disappeared from patriots and my home country began its descent into authoritarianism and now a police state pit hole. I left in 2014 purely for, with the plan to travel America and see why this country was the greatest in the world. Then I met my wife and the rest is history. Three farms and four kids later, I'm holed up on 47 acres in Kentucky, high in the Appalachians with hillbillies ready to retake America. This is something that all things being equal should have occurred in 2020 after a rigged election. But the QSYOP empowered influencers to manipulate patriots into apathy and inaction. Everyone knew that was the moment to act and fill the streets with guns. But the moment came and went and anger faded into shock and disappointment. The ty tyrannical government called the Founding Fathers bluff, and it worked. Americans had the means to rise up and rebel against them, but they lacked the will. Now, after being locked down and masked up, robbed of their free speech and, and their vote, had children and grandparents butchered and murdered, watched the assets and wages shrink and or evaporate, witnessed hundreds of billions flood into foreign aid while their cities and towns became ghettos, and, la and lastly now see another Middle East war that will kill countless American servicemen once forced on to fight in it? The American patriot of 1776 is staring into the eyes of his tyrant overlord, and he's beginning to size him up. Part of the reason the rebellion did not occur in 2020 was because of the feds posing as influencers warning against confronting Antifa and BLM. Even when it was revealed that feds ran both groups and others, good Americans were murdered by them and patriots still did nothing. Finally, the moment came on January 6th, but too late. Patriots found out it was the FBI that started did the whole thing. The event killed off any desire to take the establishment on through mass protests. We then had the last three years of hell. Every month, it's gotten worse. The recent elections in Kentucky proved two things. They are still rigged, and they no longer care if you know. They are daring patriots to stop them. It's gotten to that point. The elite who serve Israel don't think American patriots have it in them to rise up and oppose them in force. But I beg to differ. I see a different story as ground level, at the ground level where I'm at. All needs is one all it needs is one man or one event to be singled, to be the signal, and once it begins and patriots lose their initial fear, they won't be stopped ever again. Not by laws, not by riot police, not by fellow patriots in the military. On the contrary, these guys will join in and America will cease to function until things get fixed. If they don't, well, patriots going to patriot till they do. 1776 did not, was not someone off some one-off freak occurrence. The Constitution was written to enable it to not only happen again, but to guarantee it would. Correction on that is it was the Declaration of Independence that gives us our authorities. It's isn't it time, America? Can you smell it in the air? The infant this infantryman can. That's the smell of freedom. Reach out and take it. Patriots, we are in a very critical hour right now. 
and it's going to take the courage for people to step in and step beyond the limits of comfort. Our country is literally out of control. Our government is a tyranny. It's a despotic group of people that think that they have the right to protect their way of life at the expense of the common man in this country. They've rigged the elections. They've taken God out of everything. They will do anything and everything to repress us at this point in time. Don't kid yourself anymore. And I'd love to say this every night because I will remind you, every time, every single time that we get to this place, I'm going to speak out boldly because this is exactly what they don't want you to do. And I know when I say it, they're going to tell me that I can even qualify for the award of being a domestic terrorist, so I'll own it. These people are deserve one treatment. It's a trial for treason or a trial for crimes against humanity, and every one of them found guilty gets one of two things, life in prison turning big rocks to little rocks or swinging from the gallows on our national mall. And let's be clear, with the military leadership in this nation that has forced the shot upon our soldiers, knowing very well that this was an experimental shot that would result in massive complications and many deaths, there's not one of them that will get the, gets the right to walk away from this. Not one. And every one of them in uniform should be swinging from the gallows as a reminder to every other one in the leadership that you violated your tenant oath and your responsibility to take care of the soldiers and defend this nation because they have become enemies domestic. And that goes to everybody else in government, whether you're in the SES class, whether you're sitting here as an elected official, or whether you're some peon in DHS booth in his cubicle making policy. And I especially throw that out to every Border Patrol agent. Don't do your job the way you're doing it. Start being an American patriot and stand up and do the right job and prevent these people from coming across. And if you're so weak that you can't do your job, then expect to be tried for treason because you will be. We're not going to lose this country. It's going to get rough, but I guarantee you the fires in the belly of many and many of veterans to stand up at this hour and say enough is enough because there's too much we have put in. There's too much we have to lose. And what we need are more Americans. I don't care if you put on a uniform. It's time for you to be a patriot and step into this fight and say enough is enough. This is no longer a game. We're long past that. We are dealing with a, a blatantly arrogant elite that does not care what they do, and they continue to shove it down our throats, and they laugh at us every time. There was just an article. So let me back up. When I was in Bozeman hunting elk, there is a discussion about the Yellowstone Club. It's a private cl elite club that sits outside Ennis up in the mountains in Yellowstone. Do you know what the word is on the street? Because it's all made up of the super elites in the world. They fly into Bozeman in their private jets. They have a private freeway that takes them up there. The word on the street is when they go up there, the only thing they do is they rape children and they sacrifice kids. People brush it off, except just the other day, the article came out in, the, in Wyoming to, that the government governor was notified that there are human hunting parties working in Yellowstone Park killing kids. That's for their pleasure. Do you understand who these people are? Do you understand the scourge and cancer in which they are, in which they will do anything to maintain power and they will do anything to structure, destroy a country from within? These are the same people that are funding the illegals coming across the border and the armed agents coming in infiltrating. They are the same ones that are paying for directly or indirectly by proxy, these caches of weapon systems, so that these fighting age males coming in will have the resources to create chaos and mayhem. This is the time and the hour which we have to literally stand up and be what we were intended to be. This is what our founding fathers expected us to be, and it's time for us to own it. I want you to hear this piece. 
by Denzel Washington to keep things in perspective on a daily basis of how we live. And it always goes back to the core. All of this has to frame ourselves around faith and God, no matter what we do. Number one, put God first. Put God first in everything you do. Everything that you think you see in me, everything that I've accomplished, everything that you think I have, and I have a few things. Everything that I have is by the grace of God. Understand that. It's a gift. 40 years ago, March 27th, 1975, it was 40 years ago, uh, just this past March, I was flunking out of college. I had a 1.7 grade point average. I hope none of you can relate. <laughs> I had a 1.7 grade point average. I was sitting in my mother's beauty shop. They still call it beauty shop now? What they call it? Yeah, I was sitting in the beauty parlor. I was sitting in my mother's beauty parlor and I'm looking in the mirror and I see behind me this woman under the dryer. And every time she looked up, she, every time I looked up, she was looking at me, just looking me in the eye. And I didn't know who she was and I said, you know, she said, somebody give me a pen, give me a pencil, I have a prophecy. March 27, 1975, she said, boy, you are gonna travel the world and speak to millions of people. Now mind you, I was flunked out of college I'm thinking about joining the army. I didn't know what I was going to do. And she's telling me I'm going to travel the world and speak to millions of people. Well, I have traveled the world. And I have spoke to millions of people. But that's not the most important thing, the success that I had. The most important thing is that what she taught me and what she told me that day has stayed with me since. I've been protected. I've been directed. I've been corrected. I've kept God in my life and has kept me humble. I didn't always stick with him, but he always stuck with me. So stick with him in everything you do. If you think you want to do what you think I've done, then do what I've done and stick with God. Number two, fail big. That's right. Fail big. Today is the beginning of the rest of your life, and it can, be, it can be very frightening. It's a new world out there. It's a mean world out there, and you only live once. So do what you feel passionate about, passionate about. Take chances professionally. Don't be afraid to fail. There's an old IQ test was nine dots, and you had to draw five lines with a pencil within these nine dots without lifting the pencil. The only way to do it was to go outside the box. So don't be afraid to go outside the box. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to fail big, to dream big. But remember, dreams without goals are just dreams. And they ultimately fuel disappointment. So have dreams, but have goals, life goals, yearly goals, monthly goals, daily goals. I try to give myself a goal every day. Sometimes just to not curse somebody out. <laughs> Simple goals, but have goals. 
and understand that to achieve these goals, you must apply discipline and consistency. In order to achieve your goals, you must apply discipline, which you've already done, and consistency every day, not just on Tuesday and miss a few days. You have to work at it every day. You have to plan every day. You've heard the saying, we don't plan to fail, we fail to plan. Hard work works. Working really hard is what successful people do. And in this text, tweet, twerk world that you've grown up in, <laughs> remember, just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Remember that. Just because you're doing a lot more doesn't mean you're getting a lot more done. Don't confuse movement with progress. My mother told me, she said, yeah, because you can run in place all the time and never get anywhere. So continue to strive, continue to have goals, continue to progress. Number three, you'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I'll say it again. You'll never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. I don't care how much money you make, you can't take it with you. And it's not how much you have. It's what you do with what you have. We all have different talents. Some of you will be doctors, some lawyers, some scientists, some educators, some nurses, some teachers. Yeah, okay. <laughs> some preachers. The most selfish thing you can do in this world is help someone else. Why is it selfish? Because the gratification, the goodness that comes to you, the good feeling, the good feeling that I get from helping others. Nothing's better than that. Not jewelry, not big house I have, not the cars, but the, the, it's the joy. That's where the joy is in helping others. That's where the success is. Finally, I pray that you put your slippers way under the bed tonight so that when you wake up in the morning, you have to get on your knees to reach them. And while, you, and while you're down there, say thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for parents. Thank you for love. Thank you for kindness. Thank you for humility. Thank you for peace. Thank you for prosperity. Say thank you in advance for what's already yours. That's how I live my life. That's where I, why I am, one of the reasons why I am today. Say thank you in advance for what is already yours. True desire in the heart for anything good is God's proof to you sent beforehand to indicate that it's yours already. I'll say it again. True desire in the heart, that itch that you have, whatever it is you want to do, that thing that you want to do to help others and to, to grow and to make money, that desire, that itch, that's God's proof to you 
sent beforehand already to indicate that it's yours. And anything you want good, you can have. So claim it. Work hard to get it. When you get it, reach back. Pull someone else up. Each one, teach one. Don't just aspire to make a living. Aspire to make a difference. Aspire to make a difference. And that's the key. You have to have a fire in your belly right now. And you have to have the intensity to understand that this is a war. And you have to understand that it's going to take a commitment beyond commitments to win this. We are going to turn 2024 and 2025 into victory beyond victories. And we do that ultimately by beginning where we always do. We anchor ourselves in our faith and we fight this war with the spiritual weapons we're given. And we wage a war daily, relentlessly, and unceasing. These, these criminals that have come into this country that is set in place, we have to begin the war against them now and not wait until the time that they flash up and they start waging war against innocent people. Sadly, they will. We can curtail much of it. But there's many people that are going to only wake up when they suffer the consequences of supporting the nonsense that they have. That's just unfortunately life. But our mission begins daily in the word, in our prayers, in the wars that we make. But as I always say, like Peter and like Jesus in the garden, you have to wear your sword of steel and you have to wage the primary war with the sword of the spirit. This is a ferocious fight and it is designed to destroy us. It is designed to separate us. It is designed to destroy our families. It is decide, designed to put us in upheaval and in fear. But if you're walking truly in faith and in the anchoring of our Lord, you know that there is no such thing as fear. And so you don't walk into this with fear. You walk into this with victory in your heart, and you're fighting from victory to bring greater victory into this world. There are going to be difficult times, but that's nothing when we walk with God because all things are possible, and he is the overcomer. And through us and with him, we can overcome anything. But you have to have that fire in your belly. It's a righteous fire. And it's an intensity to feel and know that what these people are trying to do is the most vile thing ever. They are trying to destroy all of humanity and to erase it so that it never exists again. And it, worse yet, it exists as their hand puppet to enjoy and to exploit at their will. This is who these people are. They have done an amazing action over the last years of PSYOPs. They have turned an entire generation and oodles of people out here to believe that we are the parasites of the earth. There is only one parasite that is the leadership. They are parasites. And parasites have only one end. They have to be rid and they have to be disposed of and removed. The will of the people is now at question. But the most important thing is that there is a remnant. And that remnant is going to lead the fight, whether you call it the 3%, but at the core, the remnant is God's team. And it will rise. And as we push mightily into this, this year, in 2024, all of the threats that we're facing, and they are coming, we can overcome, and we must. Because this is where the battle line is. This is what the future in this next few years is about, is fighting to save humanity. The question is, do you want that mantle? And if you do, take it and run with it. But don't hesitate. 
because I know I want it. I want to be part of that fight. I want to be part of the greatest fight of all times to save humanity, to heal people, to raise them up, and to make them mighty in the body of Christ, that we become one big army to fight against this evil, to crush it, dispel it, and dispose of it once and for all, and to walk into a new era of kingdom age. Literally, that's where we are. And so it's a question now of the resolve that you have in your heart. And if you're struggling with that, go deeper into prayer. Because there shouldn't be any faltering of what our duty is as we walk with Christ. These things that we've talked about, these abhorrent things that these people do, there is no room for them in the world of God. Yes, they can repent. Yes, they can be brought back to Jesus. But there is a certain line that we can never let them cross, period, end of story. And unfortunately, all we have done is let them cross it and take territory, and we must take that territory back. This is... As we start to wrap up tonight, this is a great short speech by Ronald Reagan. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. 
It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. If America falls, the world falls, and we won't let that happen. My good friend and retired Team Sergeant, Special Forces Team Sergeant Corey Terry sent this to me this morning. For sure, our leaders and government officials criminally liable, but they are comp compromised by design, and our fight should be with the designers. If something were to pop off, Americans fighting America is exactly what the, these designers want and need to fulfill their plans. Our aim as patriots should be to bypass the criminally compromised and go after the masterminds, the global elite, wherever they may reside. Great words of wisdom from an amazing warrior. Those words have to be in our hearts, that where we are after is to go to the root, to find those that are truly the masterminds and puppeteers of this operation, that is to strive to upend America, to find them and cut the head off the snake. And once it's gone, you watch everything else fall apart. Find them, pursue them, never let them rest, and know that there is an army of patriots in this nation in millions that will never sleep until every one of them is disposed of. And in the rest of the time, we fight a spiritual war. All of this is a spiritual war where it begins. But at the end of the day, the spiritual war will take a physical form. And it will be us, in the end of the day, waging that war always first through the Spirit and letting God lead our hand with our swords. And as we do, we will find our way through this, and we will be victorious without a question. Victory was given to us on the cross. Victory is ours to take. The only question we have is how much courage do you have in your heart and how much faith do you have in Christ? Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we come to you today humbled and blessed. We thank you. For what you've given us, we are unbelievably graciously thankful in words beyond words of what was given to us on the cross, our freedom and life everlasting. Today, Father, we recognize a world that has changed, a government that has gone rogue, no longer interested in the will of the people, but only interested in the will of itself, to protect itself at any cost while it continues to exploit and decimate a nation. Every one of these people must face the justice. And that is where we now move. So, Father, we ask in your guidance and your wisdom to guide us in that justice, to lead us in this spiritual war, to wage this war first and foremost in the Spirit, to use the tools of the Spirit to dis destroy them, to upend them, to cut their ties that bind, to destroy their fortresses and strongholds, and to leave them now truly lost and wandering in the desert. Father, for every action we take, we lean to you and say, guide us, lead us, and let every step be that of which you choose us to take. Let the wisdom of Holy Spirit put us before us everything that we need to do to lead us to victory. And no matter how small or great the task, let us value those tasks as strategic in this fight. We face an enemy of un unrelenting ruthlessness and evil, an enemy that will do anything to cause pain, cause chaos, and ultimately cause death. 
And yet, Father, we represent a kingdom of life and light. So let us bring that into the world. Let us find the ways to heal the wounded and broken, to heal the sick, to cast out the demons and to raise the dead and to step mightily into the gap now in such a time as to wage a war that will be so thorough, so complete, that from the spiritual to the physical, that there will be nothing left for the enemy to have and everything that they've taken will be returned. Lift our hands in prayer. We praise and we say thank you, Father, in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is the hour and a time as we head into the new year and reflecting on what's ahead. Ready your kits. Keep your Bibles in hand and begin the spiritual fight every morning when you awake. This is a fight that has to be waged now with the ferocity of the hearts of the warrior Christ. And with that, we will be victorious beyond measure. And we must, because what's at stake, quite frankly, is humanity. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight. <laughs> Actually, I won't. I'll see you Sunday morning for Coffee and Jesus. Until then or until the next time. Good night. God bless. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in my body